0: Run to Old Navy this Friday to get sweaters for just 10 bucks for adults, 8 bucks for kids and baby. Better hurry, this incredible sweater deal is just one day only, this Friday at Old Navy. Valid 1111, select styles and in stores only.
1: Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach Radio Program. If you have ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. I am your host, Patty Porter. My guest hosts, Dina Zemeta and Stephen Kotev, along with our guest experts we will share our experiences, raise your awareness, and give you food for thought. We will share with you problem-solving strategies no matter what your situation is. At work, with neighbors or friends, family, and partners, tune in or join in the conversation every Tuesday evening.
0: Aikido is a means of communication that enables the practitioner to transform verbal attacks both effectively and peacefully. This philosophy comes from the Japanese martial art of Aikido that seeks to transform attackers into training partners. It's a fun and easy to learn approach that can be learned from ages as young as five years old. Regular practice of verbal Aikido considerably increases self-esteem, altruism, and the confidence to manage conflict in a self-affirming and harmonious manner. Hello, I'm your guest host, Stephen Kotev, and joining us today for our program entitled Verbal Aikido, Manage Verbal Attacks Peacefully and Effectively is Luke Archer. Luke Archer is an Irish-born teacher, trainer, writer, and public speaker on communication, conflict management, and education development. He's been living in Lyon, France, since 1995, where he has innovated and pioneered verbal Aikido training since 2009. He continues to work with companies, schools, and students of all ages, internationally spreading this means of peaceful communication to one boardroom or classroom at a time. Welcome to the program, Luke.
2: Thanks, and Thanks for having me on the show.
0: It's a, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, I'm so happy that you could join us. Uh, you know, As somebody who's uh, spent over a decade training in Aikido, I'm kind of curious about how you found Aikido and how you discovered it and what it means to you.
2: Oh, Aikido, I actually first encountered it back in 1997, almost 20 years ago. Um, in fact, it was my girlfriend at the time who was really into judo and was interested in getting me into to martial arts. And in fact, Aikido was the only one at the time that I felt that I could do because I think it was more of a, it. Was a very flowing and... Sort of non-aggressive, non-brutal, non-competitive uh, nature that really attracted me to it at first, and I suppose it was for me the smoothest way of of getting into martial arts, um, and, and that's that's really uh, that was that was my initial impact into it. I suppose my initial uh, how it all started off for me.
0: Well, and our topic is about verbal aikido, so.
2: Could you tell us a
0: little bit more about your work with middle school students on this topic, and sort of kind of tie tie this all together for us? Sort of tie it from what you're doing now and how how that uh, is derived from Aikido. All
2: right. Okay. Well, I suppose what what Aikido actually means for, for me is really quite a simplistic view, I suppose of. Uh, of uh, it, maybe uh, maybe too simplistic, but you know, when you take Aikido, I'm sure you know yourself as a pr- as a practitioner. The uh, uh, Aikido means this path to to balance or to to harmonise energy. So um, that really was what I fell in love with from the very beginning. It was this. Uh, this, this means of taking whatever comes at you and, and being able to sort of uh, embrace it and, and transform it into something quite positive. So, so I it was back in it was 2008. I, I started my Institute for uh, Educational Development, and I was essentially working with teachers at the time. I was uh, helping them manage their classrooms and uh, have sort of better and more effective communication and more dynamic. Uh, um, approaches to to what they were working with, and in fact, it was at the time, when it was about a year later. One of the one of the schools I was working with asked me to develop a means to manage, you know, the more aggressive, the more difficult students, if you like, that they were having uh, to deal with. So, um, they, they, you know, at the time, it was because I, you know, I had this experience in, in Aikido that I thought, you know, oh, this might be an interesting. Uh, uh, approach to have some sort of a verbal aikido, so uh, I, I, you know uh, worked on that, and it, it started to develop and develop even more, and it became something that you know people were really found it fun, they found it you know very easy to implement, and that it was effective, and that it worked, and you know it wasn't long before I realised that it wasn't just you know with, with uh, with, with, with teachers, in fact, it was you know it was accessible for everybody. And uh, in fact, it's it's since uh, I suppose since 2014 now. Um, I've been working uh, with a middle school here in France. I was contacted by a science teacher, in fact, a guy called Luc Pavon, who read my book uh, Verbal Aikido and was interested in, ma- in getting me to come to the school to to work with both the students and the teachers. Uh, in an effort to, to find an alternative means to deal with bullying and uh, to uh, avoid, you know, things escalating from or uh, into, I suppose, uh, you know, physical uh, attacks, et cetera. So, and also to improve the, the student-teacher relationships. So, I suppose there's, you know, we've been doing that, and it's been it's been increasing in, in effectiveness and in uh, in scope, I suppose, as well. Basically, we focus on two things, I'd say. It was, the first one is to help the kids develop appropriate reflexes when being confronted with something, a situation they find difficult or what they would see as a conflict. So stepping out of the sort of fight, flight, or freeze reflex, so to, to not get stuck or not to, to fight back. Um, but also to use their experiences, so that they have their own difficult situations. They have they get insulted, they get accused, they get blamed for whatever, um, and to be able to step out of that situation, actually use that situation as a basis for for developing their their competency in verbal Aikido to uh, to step out of conflict and to to I suppose take see things and 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 deal with them with with another perspective. Um, I think that's, that's that's one of the key things that we sort of work on with them. Well, so, so
0: you said a lot, and there's a couple things that I, I want to make sure I, I'm I'm following along because I think our our listeners will find it really fascinating. Was it seems like once you started training in Aikido, you really felt that there was a way, in a sense, that to to take what you were learning about. Blending and about harmony, sort of out of the purely physical sense and into the more verbal, uh, day-to-day life that people are dealing with. Is
2: that right? That, that's that's completely right, Stephen. I think I think what what really struck me was was the the depth of. Of the philosophy behind it. In fact, there's so much reading material out there on, on Aikido that it's quite astounding. There really is uh, a a world out, outside the dojo. So, you know, uh, and it, well, it was it was a uh, one of my favourite uh, sensei said at uh, one, one stage. You know, it's more important in Aikido what you do off the mat than what you do on the mat. So, really, what what what. Struck me from the beginning was was that that it was something that could be used in many many situations and uh, it, it, it was powerful and it was it was peaceful as well you know it, there there wasn't this idea of dominating there wasn't this idea, you know you don't find aikido in the Olympic Games because there's no winner you know you're not trying to dominate and as soon as you look to dominate well then. You've lost basically. so it, it, the only mastery you have it in is of yourself so so I think it was that idea of working on being able to master your own uh reactions and your own responses to whatever comes at you that really really attracted me from the beginning and it was that was what I tried to try to 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 include in uh our responses to verbal attacks
0: and that I think is probably one of the most uh compelling parts about Aikido was and is that uh, there's something inherently transformative about the engagement. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, you you mentioned uh, or as as part of our introduction is changing the concept of uh, attackers into training partners and so, you know, you told, you, you said a little bit about how you were helping these students look differently at the, the problems that they were dealing with. And so, you know, could you sort of talk to us a little bit more about how you're encouraging these students to look differently in, in, at, at how they engage with conflicts? What, what are you teaching them that's different than what they've heard before?
2: Well, you're completely right. It, it is uh, the perception and how you, pe- how you see things is, is really key here. And I think that's one of the, the, the points that we, we really insist on quite a lot is, is that if you're able to see what's coming at you, uh, it may seem like a conflict, but you're, if you're able to see it as, as more of an invitation to dance, and then you respond accordingly as, as if it is an invitation to dance, well, then it, it changes so many things. It, changes, it has a huge impact definitely on the outcome of what the situation would be because, you know, if you see it as a the fight, then you're automatically going, going to go into it as win-lose. But if it's dance, then that's much less the, the, the possible outcomes of it, you know. So I think one of the key Focus on it is, is that perception, but also this idea of um, your intention. And if your intention is a harmonious intention, again, that has a huge impact on your uh, on the outcome, and but also on, on sort of long term relationships, because people will inevitably treat you the way you teach them to treat you. So this is this is one of the, the, the things that, that comes, I would say, repetitively back in the training that we do. It's that. Uh, when we're working with kids, you know, if, uh, if they are responding, whether it's they're responding by, you know, just walking away and, and taking it or whether they're responding by, you know, reacting and, 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 and you know, making it uh, escalate into a physical attack, well, a fight. Well, then, you know, if the person that has started the exchange is that's what they're looking for? Well, that's when they're looking to do it again. They'll come back to you. Whereas if you respond to it differently, if you respond to it looking for a harmonious result, or looking for, uh, looking to genuinely understand the person uh, who is who, who is in difficulty, then you 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 actually open things up to a to a to a, to a, to a greater understanding, but also to better relations long term overall. So I, I think. That these are the key sort of concepts uh, that we we try to uh, share with the kids, and that they're actually quite receptive too because they can see very quickly the 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 results and how how simple it is and how efficient it can be put into place. Well, and
0: again, the whole framing of the interaction is is very powerful you know as, as you're as you're presenting it it's as opposed to this person insulted me and I'm going to insult them back. Or this person scared me and I'm going to make them even more scared of me. That kind of classic, uh, you know, back and forth, uh, tit for tat kind of behavior. You're saying you're encouraging the students to look at it as a dance, which is fundamentally much more about relationship. You know, a dance is, is this sort of mutuality. It's a, it's a sense of engagement. And so, you know that framing is one of the first things that you you, you do to help the the kids think differently about how yeah. they interact with each other is that
2: right that's right that's right we we do we 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 get them into actually uh, the capacity to once if they develop a reflex in fact and it is key this idea of developing a reflex that that they they when somebody is acting when they feel attacked they actually respond by accompanying the person before that they do need to get centered which i mean there's three steps basically in in verbal Aikido. if if you're familiar with dora the explorer for example well you know there's always like these three steps so we try to simplify it to to make it as as easy to follow as possible and 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 it's, it it really gets uh I don't think it's more simple than, you know, there are three steps. So you always sort of know where you are. The first step is to be centered. It's to have that centered position. It's it's like with a sort of serene confidence, which we call the inner smile. The second step is to accompany the person. If you're familiar with Aikido, then you'll know the, the position, what we, or the, the movement what we call Irimi, which is this entering. You're really entering, and you're bringing your center closer to the other person's center, and for us, that is, really what we would we would call this Sort of heightened listening, so you 're going to be listening to understand the person uh, as best you can, and that 's the the accompaniment of the person and then you 're going to at some stage you 're going to recognize that there 's an opportunity where you can propose a balance or a common ground or or even just humor um, and the whole point the, 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 the whole alternative the whole idea that that this is giving these kids is that it 's a way to step out of conflict and uh, respond differently. And, and it's a choice. It's, a, it's an alternative that, they, that, that, they, that they're they really starting to see and they're really starting to put into place. So,
0: first one is to get centered. And that would be literally yeah. a, a physical, like a, a physiological uh, uh, activity, which would be them kind of getting out of that sense of anger or fear. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. We use anchoring. We use very many different techniques to do it. But essentially, you know, we help people find their own way to get centered as quickly as possible. And even if they get destabilized, even if they got drawn back into the emotion, whatever, the idea is to come back to that center as quickly as they can.
0: So I just want to remind our listeners that uh, you're listening to the Texas Conflict Coach Blog Talk radio program with uh, myself, your guest host, Stephen Kotev. As part of our Back to School series, I'm joined today by Luke Archer for our conversation on verbal Aikido, managing verbal attacks peacefully and effectively. So you've got three steps to the process. The first is to get centered, from there it's to accompany the person and to have a heightened sense of listening is that right
2: that's correct
0: so say, yeah. say so that is you know to me the word accompanying is it seems like it's very intentional you know that that's there's a there's a very specific Type of response that you're trying to get folks to to do in this case, and it's again as it's opposed to that, you know, you're saying how in Aikido if you try to dominate somebody, you're 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 doing it wrong. Accompanying is it seems to have that very kind of mutual uh, support, respect, togetherness kind of re- uh, response. Is
2: is that right? That's right. You're 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 hitting the nail on the head there, Stephen. Yeah, it, it really is. It, 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 it's this empathy, really, thing that that we that we would use that, that we find it just disarms. If you have a sincere and genuine desire to understand the other person, no matter what they're saying, that they get sort of taken by surprise and they're sort of taken off balance. And essentially, it comes from this belief that I have that everybody wants to be understood. You know, show me somebody who will say no, 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 I don't want to be understood. You know, people want to be understood, and if if you uh, if you look to do that in a, in a conflict situation, and it's worth gold that your capacity to listen in that very moment where the, somebody is throwing an attack at you, it, it has the, the, the largest impact that you can imagine. In fact, we do these what we call verbal stretching exercises, which, on, among many other things... It warms us up, but it also illustrates the subjectivity of all the words. You know, all these words, they have you've the word respect for you means a different word, different means a different thing, different has different, you know, ideas and experiences behind it for me. And for every person listening, it, it's the same thing. We have different meanings behind these. And once we, try and we, we realize that everyone has a different view of something, then if we try to understand it, then you know, we're already one step closer to finding some sort of uh, positive or harmonious outcome.
0: So what uh, is the third step? Get centered, accompany the person, and, and just tell, tell us one more time what the third step is.
2: The third step, um, it's its a very interesting one. It, it's basically proposing, what, what I call proposing IKI, which is proposing a balance or a positive direction for the, uh, for the exchange. It, it's Uh, it should be your intention from the beginning (laughs) definitely should Um, it it, it takes a little while to, to, to recognize I suppose when is the best time to use it timing is really quite important in fact you'll recognize it when the other person get sort of surprised or destabilized their eyes can often sort of shift left right or they can move their body position a little bit or they might start to to stutter a little bit but this is usually a good moment where if you're proposing something there's just a lot greater chance of them accepting it uh you know, whereas if you propose it from the, from the outset, then they will just push it away because they're not sort of falling over or they're not unbalanced. So you're offering them a balanced situation where they're feeling unbalanced, there's a greater chance that they'll actually accept it.
0: So do you think we could try one? Do you have, a, do you have an example that you could give to our listeners where they could see you try the whole process out?
2: For sure. I mean, I don't know if it's a situation that you experience that you'd like to explore, or would you like me to to to, to, to tell you how to insult me? What would you like? <laughs> no,
0: I, I think it would just be nice to if you had either an example that you used um, uh, in the past when you're instructing on this, or just something so that folks can sort of see how the whole thing fits or works together.
2: For sure. I mean, wh- wh- why don't you tell me that I'm really stupid? Uh, but actually, Luke, you know. Mean it, mean it, Stephen. Like go into it and just actually really put all that energy behind it, and you know, really, uh, you know, and, and respond as you would if, you're, if you think somebody's really stupid. Go well, what,
0: what's what's hard for me, Lucas, is, is that I, I lived in, uh, in Northern Ireland for almost a year, and so mm-hmm. w- when I'm starting to talk to someone and I hear a little bit of that Irish brogue, I want to start insulting you in an Irish way, <laughs> oh,
2: and I don't know oh, if, our, dude, our, if our if, if oh, our U.S.
0: listeners. Yeah. I don't know if our U.S. listeners will get it, but I, I will tell them ahead of time that in in Ireland, if you call somebody thick, it means that they're not very smart, and it means that they're kind of dense. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, Luke, you <laughs> What do you What do you mean by thick, Stephen? You're 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 a dummy, Luke.
2: You don't know anything. Okay, oh, you, you prefer that I was. What would you prefer? That you're smarter, that you smarten up. Okay, well, okay, well what would you recommend?
0: Well, you've got to figure out what, what you're doing wrong, because you don't have any idea what you're
2: doing. Oh, Steve, can you help me? That sounds like a great idea. Well, yeah, you've got to smarten up. <laughs> okay, well, where would you start? I mean, you sound like somebody who knows what they're, where they're going in life. Where, where would you start?
0: I, I think you're making some bad choices, and you've got to make some better ones.
2: Okay, talk to me about that. I really appreciate it. You really have my best interests at heart here, Stephen. That is so nice.
0: So that, is, that, is that the typical sequence, or do you, do you continue, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, do you continue from that point
2: Well, basically once yes, yes, it is a sort of a typical sort of sequence you 'll notice that what I did was I, I, I was seeking to understand you bit better what you meant by that, and, and very mm-hmm. often we do this thing I mean I used to use a couple of techniques in there, one of them was the, 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 the accompaniment technique was this technique called reverso in, in in fact it's really quite simple and even like kids use it and they they become really masters at this and it's really quite fun and it can be you know we can be rolling around the face laughing with the stuff they come out with but it, it's very simple it's it's if somebody's accusing you of something or insulting you of something it's generally negative so what you can do is you would say would you prefer that i was and you use the opposite of that or you just leave it open you know, and then, you know, if, if, if basically you're, if they're attacking you with something negative, you turn it around and say, well, would you prefer that I was intelligent? Would you prefer that I was, you know, quicker on my feet? Would you prefer, whatever it is, you, you can leave it open, which causes even more surprise or you can you know insert the the positivity in it yourself but if the other person brings the positive themselves that's even better and you know once they've done that you're actually giving it a positive direction because if they're they're giving you something negative you've transformed it just positive by saying you know what would you prefer so
0: that in and of itself is is, well yeah that 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 in of itself is one of the big changes in the dynamic of you know, oh, yep. well, you know, you, you insulted my mother, I'm going to insult your mother worse. It's you going and, and if someone insults your mother, she says, oh, so, you know, uh, you, you think my mother needs to lose weight or, you know, you, you think whatever. And you're not, in a sense, opposing them, but you're responding and in, engaging to them in a way that isn't um, uh, insulting them in return.
2: It isn't, and but at the same time, you, you got to be careful that you're not just accepting what they're saying either. You're not agreeing with it. I'm not uh. saying that you know I am thick. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying that you have ideas, and I want to see where you're going with this. I mean, we, I mean, on Saturday we uh, we was working with kids who were you know ages five to fourteen, and the five year old was absolutely fabulous in it. He was uh, one of the uh, one of the other kids was saying to him, "Okay, you're." Uh, uh, you're such an animal. And he's going, well, what do you mean? He goes, you're an animal. He goes, well, what sort of animal? He goes, a green animal. And he responds, I know what you mean, a crocodile. And it was just, you know, this, this, this capacity to look and try and understand and see a bit more and then come back with something, you know, non-offensive. And, and, and it was fun. And everybody just started laughing because he was five and he was able to do this. You know, it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, but but it's, it's stepping out of the conflict and having just these little reflexes by saying, for example, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And, and you know, and with the, having this sincere and genuine desire to understand the person, that takes a little bit of training, but it, it, it works and, it, and it's fun. <laughs> and in, in
0: that in that process, that to me is really where I see the the disarming come from, as opposed to yeah. that kind of like a. The, the, the verbal is like a sharp stick that they're trying to either, you know, pin you to the ground with or, or actually sort of put into you and, and hurt you. It, it becomes then this thing of you're moving away from it. You're moving out of it. And you're saying, oh, you know, it's this, I'm a green monster. Is it this? Is it that? And then that will almost distract them or dissolve uh, a lot of the in the angry intention that they had carrying with them is that right
2: yeah well yes it's, it, it, it diminishes if you know at the very least diminishes, but you know most in most situations it actually makes the aggression disappear you know it, it has this uh, uh, this capacity really, it gives you the edge you know because you 've you 've got this uh it's almost like it's positive energy just sort of circling around you when 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 you are doing it. So if you if, if the other person gets drawn into it, then they very often they end up you know smiling, laughing, or at the very least they're they're a bit more wary of how they would interact with you in the future if it's in in, in a real case because you know if they're looking for. Uh, Domination, or if they're looking for, you know, somebody to, to, to test their, their skills of, of uh, you know, of, of aggressivity or whatever, then they'll probably go looking for somebody else. Well, again, because they would,
0: you know, with bullies and, and, and with a lot of those other circumstances, they're looking for people who aren't going to fight back or who aren't very skillful at responding to that aggression. And if they've got somebody who isn't an easy target or who doesn't do what they want them to do or expect them to do, that really breaks that cycle. Is that your experience?
2: Yeah. Yes, it does. In fact, you'll notice that. I mean. There's this sort of magical phenomenon that happens after a few classes is that, you know, people will come and they'll say, you know, this happened or that happened and, and this person said that. And, and they have all these, you know, these different attacks, these accusations or these insults that, that they might, you know, live or experience on a regular basis. And after three or four sessions, it's, it's like they develop this confidence that they can handle it. And because they have that confidence, I'm sure you've seen even in Aikido or in any martial art, is that once they've developed the confidence that they can actually do certain things, they attract it less. Uh, that, that, you know, these, these, these attacks seem become a lot less frequent.
0: Well, and, and that I think is, is, a, is a whole other conversation because in, in so many it's, circumstances it's, it's – it's, you know, having that, that sense of confidence is, is, is based off of the experience. You know, it's, it's knowing that if this stuff comes to you, you have a way of, of not building it up, of not sort of increasing it or, uh, you know, doing the sort of uh, one-upmanship game of, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to uh, out-shame you, I'm going to out-insult you, but basically you're going to meet them and then allow them to kind of continue doing what they're doing, but... You're not really attached to it. You're not really contributing to it. You've sort of just uh, let that stuff pass you by.
2: You do, yes. You, it, it's it's the key thing, and that, that if you've developed that reflex, you, you learn not to take things personally, and, and that's, that's the key thing. You step out of the line of you know of, of, uh, of the attack. So if you're stepping out of that line of attack and you're sort of circling in behind and trying to see things, you know, physically if you can imagine that circling in behind and seeing the things from the other person's perspective, you're out of that line of attack, so you you can't take it personally if you're out of that conflict.
0: Yeah, you know the 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 vision, the, the, the visual one I like to give for folks is if if you're standing and you're looking straight ahead and somebody comes behind you and puts their hands on your shoulders and they kind of look over your your shoulder and sort of says, oh, this is what you're looking at. But then if you're the person on the front and you basically turn around so that you go and you stand behind them and then you have your hands on their shoulders, you can kind of see where they're going. So you know, this is our back to school series and we're we're talking about going back to school. What advice do you have for students, for kids who may be verbally attacked when they go back to school? You know, what is it what's something that you can really give them uh, you know, if they haven't had the chance of taking your training, uh, that, that would, you know, be really, really helpful to you?
2: Or I, helpful to I them, think it's, sorry. I, I, Helpful to them, yeah. They they would definitely be able to. They could dive into the many free resources that we have on our website, uh, verbal com. There's things like the first aid kit. There's so many examples, experiences, and uh, you know, lots of techniques that they can actually put into place quite quickly. Um, uh, but you know, there's one thing that we that we do within the uh, for, for the green bracelet certificate, which is sort of the initiation to, to verbal Aikido, which is we we ask uh, we ask them to, to write out their their attack. You know, if, if they were in a verbal exchange where there was abuse or bullying, or whatever, that they actually write it out as it happened to the best of their ability, and then write out, you know. What it could, what could have happened, and where, what, at what point they could have, you know, inserted this accompanying technique, or uh, you know, uh, recognize, that, you know, destabilize the person maybe a little bit to be able to uh, propose an I.K. Uh, but write it out, and you know, it, I don't know if they have the. Uh, the capacity always to, to, to work on it with somebody else. But be actually playing out both sides of the exchange has, has enormous impact to, to really increase your empathy on one side. But also prepare yourself for any time something even similar happens again, you have, you have one step ahead. You have that so,
0: edge. yeah. So the, so, so the advice would be if you know it's coming or if you're worried about it, go ahead and practice it on your own. You know either practice it with a friend or practice um by yourself writing out okay uh what would i do what 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 um yep. what would I say what would they say and then that'll help you better figure out your response
2: yes it would it would help to, i mean uh, you know, it may not have exactly the same response uh, or exactly the uh-huh. same attack as 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 happened in the past but if something what's important is that you know everybody's got their their sort of their sensitive points or you know the where if an attack hurts you in some way if you felt um you know uh, hurt by something that somebody said well then there's there's a way to protect it, there's a way to get around it. But knowing that is a really, really great first point. If somebody, you know, if if you're a bit overweight and somebody says, you know, uh, hey, hey fatty, whatever, uh, if you're able to say, how did you respond to that? Did you just walk away? Did you accept it? Or did you start, you know, start calling another person names or whatever? Uh, Uh And if you're able to, if you know that your weight, for example, is a a sensitive uh, spot for yourself, well, then, developing the reflex to manage any attack on, on that is is going to give you that confidence to know that if anybody talks to me about my weight, I know I can manage it, I'm good, I'm good. And it, it, right. it does in, increase your confidence very, very quickly on that.
0: So, so just that little bit of preparation could be very useful for the students of you know, helping them think through it and then also helping them think about how they could respond in a, in a way that isn't necessarily – Um, Coming from anger or fear, you know, if somebody is uh, feeling like they're overweight or or they do get uh, teased about that on a regular basis, figuring out a way to respond, um, that would be one of the real key preparation points that you could give to folks uh, to help them improve or, or make going back to school a little easier
2: yes yeah yeah there there's there, there's many many different techniques that you can find again in in the books or in uh, on, on the website um but definitely practice practice really has you know it's like any martial art you can't just you know you know go to one class and think oh that's it now I'm good now I can go into the rough neighborhood and I'll be fine but, yeah, i <laughs> i'm not sure if i would do that myself you know if you the key to it is this sort of development of a reflex, and if you're able to do that, um, then you're, you'll be much more uh, prepared and you'll feel more confident in dealing with anything that comes at you uh, verbally.
0: So in this part of our show, we invite the, the guest to provide uh, an assignment for the week for our listeners. And the assignments are basically anything that the the, the guest would think would, you know, help uh, the listeners either better understand the material or uh, get, get, get the best benefit for, uh, you know, some, from, from some of the advice or information that you've shared. So do you have a, a, an assignment or, or some type of thing that you could recommend to our listeners that would sort of help them engage for, further or learn more about, uh, you know, what it is that you've got to offer?
2: Sure. One, one thing they can do straight away immediately is to, to think back to uh, any exchange that they felt that they could have handled better, and we all have one at least. You know, just think back to an exchange that, that, uh, that they were in that, that they feel that there, there's, there was, an, you know, there's space, room for improvement anyway. And jot down a few ideas that would open it up, at least to open that up to a greater understanding. And that is an absolutely fabulous, uh, you know, it, it, it's a great starting place for uh, to actually to see that there's an alternative to the ways we react. In, in, instead of actually reacting, you're creating a response, which is, uh, which is much more solid and much more intentional. Um, the, uh, another thing that they could do, which would be, uh, which is a, a very interesting exercise, is, is what we call the verbal stretching activities again, which is this, this idea of really enhancing your listening, is to, to ask somebody what they mean by a certain word, and just letting them Explore it and you know, asking them as many questions without sort of bringing your own two cents worth, you know, just really exploring it for as long as possible. If you take the word respect, you take the word um, table, whatever you know, you, you take any word and just really try to get in behind and see how another person sees that word and what their life experiences are behind it, and just for a minute or two, if they're able to do that, then. It's, that's one of the exercises that we do to practice this, this enhanced listening that we do in verbal stretching and verbal Aikido. So, Luke, how can folks
0: uh, find you? You, know, you, you? And can you tell us a li- also a bit more about the resources? You mentioned a book. You mentioned a website. So can you go in, and tell our listeners how we can, we can find you if they want to engage with, uh, with you further on this?
2: Sure, Stephen. Uh, uh, well, if you'd like to invite me to come to the states and to come to uh, your school or company, and then you can use the contact form on the website, and that's at uh, verbal-aikido.com. Lots and lots of free resources there. Um, uh, you can also contact me through LinkedIn, or uh, we've also got a Facebook page. There's, there's a lot of stuff um, available. And
0: what's your uh, what's your Facebook page, Luke?
2: The Facebook page? Ooh, let me double check yeah. that now. I think I think it's just uh, verbal Aikido as far as I know. Hold on, I'm gonna double check. Um, so, on, but so while you you're can, looking that up, so
0: you can find you can find Luke on LinkedIn. So you would go to LinkedIn yes. for Luke Archer, and then and then right. you've got the website, and then go ahead and what's your Facebook? <laughs>
2: okay, I can't find this. <laughs> uh, if you type in Verbal Aikido on, onto uh, on, on Facebook, I'm pretty sure it's it's one of the only ones that comes up. It'll show up so, there. And,
0: and we'll make sure to have all these links available on uh, the web page so that when you go to the, the, the web page for the program, you'll have all those available there. Um, Luke, any yeah. closing thoughts or closing comments for our listeners today?
2: Sure. Um, well course you know there's, there's, there's the first book that came out a couple of years ago the second book that came out last year um, they're available on Amazon and uh, uh, both in paper if you prefer paper in ink format but also electronic version um, and uh, you know I'd really like to thank you Stephen for this opportunity to come in and, uh, and share these ideas with uh, your audience and peace to you all
0: <laughs> Luke, thank you again so much for your um, uh, joining us today. Your thoughts, your way of encouraging uh, students to um, and students and kids to to look differently at uh, how they're responding to situations and, and choose a different way. So, uh, Luke, uh, thank you so much for being on the program.
2: Thank you, Zeen.
1: Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can find all of our podcasts archived to listen at your convenience at texasconflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. You can also become a Facebook fan of Conflict Connections or Twitter me at txconflictcoach.com.
0: Run to Old Navy this Friday to get sweaters for just 10 bucks for adults, 8 bucks for kids and baby. Better hurry, this incredible sweater deal is just one day only, this Friday at Old Navy. Valid 1111, select styles and in stores only.